Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 31 Israd the Quagoth Shopkeeper. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Daniel Stewart's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> So hello, welcome to another episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Today, I'm joined by someone very great that I've met in the Twitter sphere. We seem to be running in the same circles, and I heard him on a friend's podcast, Tea with Tolkien, and so I thought, oh, this guy's a natural. I gotta have him on my show. So <laughs> I'll turn it over now and ask, who is it that you are and what is it that you do? My name's Daniel Stewart, live in Waco. My wife, Haley, and our kids, and I am a distiller for Balcones Whiskey. That's awesome. Sounds like a dream job. It's fun. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. I learn a lot, get to be around a lot of cool, cool stuff, a lot of great whiskey. Ah, that sounds delicious. Recently, you shared that Balcones was partnering with Shiner Bach Beer to make something amazing. Am I correct in this? Yeah, we, uh, well, many years ago, because it takes a while, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Balcones, we got the mash bill from Shiner, and mm -hmm. they sent us some of their yeast as well, proprietary yeast. And so we brewed up their beer in our big fermenters, didn't add the hops, of course. Basically, whiskey is just distilled beer, so worked out pretty well, and we aged it for a couple of years, American oak, and it was finally ready recently, and turned out pretty cool. It's not really a lot like our other stuff, because the grain is so different, but it was a lot of fun. I know I've had a bottle of the baby blue corn whiskey, and that was good to have over the Christmas holidays. So yeah, I'll have to run by my local liquor store and go pick up a bottle of this. And speaking of alcohol and whiskey and everything like that, hopefully awkwardly segues into my <laughs> next question. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that before? I haven't played anything like it. I'm, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with the idea from movies and tv but but that's about it is it something that's ever caught your interest like you've thought oh maybe you know i'd like to give it a try or something like that yeah i mean I, these days i really don't have i don't have time to get together with people but it seems like a fun thing it's just kind of hard to know how you jump into it that kind of thing sure well i know for a lot of people in your position like oh I, you know i've got a very important job making whiskey i don't have time to play <laughs> there's lots of shows out there on the internet that stream their games and certainly there's backlogs probably on youtube so if you ever wanted to dip your toes into the water that might be a place i suggest to go okay the point of this show is not whether you have played or not it's 
it's not a snooty fest only for those who have played because it's for everyone. And as we jump to the next question, do you happen to have a favorite non-player character from a game, whether it's a video game or anything like that? And maybe you are, maybe you aren't a gamer. Maybe you have a favorite sidekick from film or TV or history or literature. Who would you consider to be your favorite sidekick and, and why? You know, I'm really not much of a gamer. I have played video games. I know a little bit, but <laughs> I, I think as far as favorite sidekicks, I do really like, well, we just named our dog Samwise after Samwise Gamgee. And I think part of what makes him a fun sidekick is not just his virtues that help along the quest, but that he kind of becomes a hero in his own right. Our listeners by this point now have heard our episode with Mrs. Ruby, and I think she was saying along those same lines, but I think she also argued that perhaps Samwise is more of a main character than we were led to believe, but I very much love Samwise Gamgee from the Lord of the Rings novels as well. He's a very good bro, helping out his bro, so yeah, I appreciate him. Yeah, I think him. that's a fun kind of story arc is when you have this a sidekick who ends up being sort of the main hero. It's a fun idea. And for the flip part of the name of this show, do you happen to have a favorite side quest from a game? Or if not, like a B-plot from literature, film, TV, or a particular minor event in history? And why is it your favorite? My wife and I, we've been watching recently Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Have you read or watched that one? I think we have the book somewhere here in our house. And I think maybe we watched like the first episode before we both were kind of like, this is a little weird and decided to step away from it. Yeah, it does end up pretty weird, but it does have some fun. I mean, I think those little side stories that end up being kind of crucial to the plot are always fun, where it seems like it's just a complete side non-important character that only comes up once or twice but then by the end it sort of all weaves together well i think that's that's a fun concept so is there a particular one of those from that show that stands out as kind of your favorite yeah there's a fun character well it's about magicians in england 18th century or i guess it's yeah maybe late 18th early 19th century anyway so there's kind of victorian magicians or i guess they're who is it edward the the third at that point anyway uh, <laughs> there's a kind of a street magician that seems like he's sort of a scam artist who and sort of says nonsense and it doesn't seem like it could make much sense but then by the end it all sort of comes together okay so there's a character we discover who on the surface appears to be like a charlatan and like yeah, oh i'm a street same. musician yeah and then by the end of that whole side plot that you follow he ends up being more believable than he actually appeared at first yeah that something that sounded insane was in fact quite real and then i guess finally to round out here for the personal interview section what are you passionate about and why i think i'm passionate about a lot of things I am passionate about good whiskey, especially when I get to share it with somebody and sort of explore mm -hmm. flavors and scents and kind of compare. And when you get to sort of share in that bottle or glass with someone else that you love and are able to talk about is, is a lot of fun. Passionate about the church and my family. These days we're all really into baking and that's been a lot of fun. I think I've seen you talking about different breads and stuff that you've been making on Twitter. I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, stop with all the bread posts. But apparently that's something cool you and your family have been doing together. Yeah, that's fun too is fermentation is a big part of whiskey making. So sure, it's, it's important for obviously important for bread baking too. So bring those things together in my life exactly a lot of uh bleeding over between the two different areas right 
Awesome. Now that we've gotten to learn a little bit more about my guest, let's go ahead and make an NPC. Right. So how are you wanting to proceed today? We have a couple of different options. I think it'd be fun to sort of do the random and just kind of see what happens. Like I kind of get a feel for uh, how this all works. Okay, sure. I do have access to a dice app on my phone that I could roll on your behalf. And you would just kind of have to trust me, the dungeon master, to tell you what the number is and with my tables. Okay. Okay, sure. And of course, I'll let you completely drive all the story and everything for the characters. So as we're working together with this through virtual space. So the first thing that we have to answer is what is going to be the name of this character? So this is where you would roll a 20 sided dice. So I'm going to pull up my dice app and hit the D20 button. Boop, and it comes up with 13. So 13 is Israd is the name we get. I-Z-R-A-D. So Israd. Okay. That's the next item in the list. What is going to be the ancestry of this Israd person? We have 100 choices. Boop. Okay, it comes out to 85. A Quagoth. Okay, so it says they're bear-like inhabitants of the Underdark. So maybe kind of like Morlock looking, but they're these creatures that live in the Underdark. Okay, I'm looking it up. I, I can see some of the some of the options here. Ooh, there's an owl bear. That looks pretty cool. Quagoth. Okay. No, I see it. There you go. Originally believed to have been bred by drow magicians as a slave race, the Quagoth escaped and filled their own niche in the Underdark. Got it. Okay, cool. So Israd, and we know Israd is a Quagoth. Okay, so now the next question is, what is their job or role in society? That would be a D8. Boop. Got an 8. A shopkeeper. Okay, interesting. So what kind of shop do you think they're running? Okay, the only pictures I've seen of these animals, they are, or creatures, they're using hammers, some sort of war hammer. So I don't really know what what kind of, and they're not wearing a lot of clothes. They don't seem like they're very sophisticated. I'm thinking it's just got to be some kind of weaponry or mining equipment. Ooh, so Israd runs like a mining store, you think? Yeah. If you wanted to buy pickaxes and shovels and I guess explosives for mining operations, that's kind of cool. Okay, how old is this character? A D10. Boop. Eight. Eight is elder. So this Israd's fairly old. In, makes sense. In Quagoth years. Describe the physical appearance. So now we get to step away from the virtual dice and maybe try and come up with some stuff. So we have Israd is a Quagoth, an elder, and runs a mining store. So when I picture Israd, what do I see? Uh, I'm seeing like a pretty gray-haired, old-looking Quagoth, maybe almost blind. So like milky eyes, in a way? Yeah, that sounds good. Like fully healthy, intact, or do you think Israd has some wear and tear? He's pretty wizened for a Quagoth, kind of bent over. Maybe not as muscular-looking as they used to be? Right, yeah. Old man strength, though. Okay. Yeah. We'll still whoop someone's butt if they try and shoplift in his store, but maybe not as quick as he used to right, be. Right, right. Describe Israd with three adjectives. Hmm. I, I do think he's probably still, what's a good word for like quick-witted? Cunning. I think he's distrustful of most people, outsiders. Okay. Outsiders of the particular community that he lives in? Yeah, or just non-quagoths that in general. Non-Quagoths in general. Okay. What's the last one to bring us home on this question? I think he's superstitious. 
Ooh, interesting. Okay. What kind of things do you think he would be superstitious about? Maybe sort of distrustful of like magic, that kind of thing, since maybe the Quagoth are invented by magic, perhaps. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Any wizards or anything that come into his shop, he might definitely be like, I don't like you being in here. You probably need to leave. Okay. Interesting. So cunning, distrustful, and superstitious. Awesome. Okay, I like this picture that we're getting. Now we get to figure out what is a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or maybe even a ideal or concept that they hold to. First, we roll a d4 to figure out which of those categories it's going to be. So d4, 4. Okay, is an ideal or concept. If we roll a d6, that gives us another 4, which would be local noble. If we're underground and we're in some sort of community, who do you think this local noble figure would be? Huh. Yeah, so I I don't really know much about the underground, so I might need a little... uh, little Oh, sure. Giant underground glowing mushrooms, gray-skinned dwarves that are kind of evil, tentacle Cthulhu squid head shape guys called mind flayers if you remember from a stranger things intrusions from the abyssal plane or from the far realm these cthulhu creatures are trying to make their entrances and the underdark is kind of like that maybe even if you were to try and go more friendly describing the underdark maybe one might say fraggle rock or something like that okay so maybe one of these cthulhu type creatures maybe has respect for one of those Wants to keep it untouched. So there's a particular mind flare that's in charge of this community then? You think? Yeah, or maybe maybe is like uh, somewhere underground and, and that's why he's distrustful of, of magicians who might come and disturb it, that kind of thing. Mind flayers basically have their own societies that they formulate. They're all about mind control domination. They have like an elder brain that sits in a pool of water and they eat people's brains and stuff like that. So could be a mind flayer that's left to that kind of society and just formed his own group or something like that. Yeah, sounds interesting. So this mind flayer has made himself a noble of this community peacefully set up? Or do you think it's a community brought together by the fact that this mind flayer is kind of dominating over this community or whatnot? Again, I don't know too much about mind flayers either, but it seems like it would be possible that you might have one that is protective of a certain area and those who live in that area benefit from it and maybe outsiders do not benefit from it causes certain problems for everybody else but unless you live there and then you kind of do benefit from it okay so a fairly sizable community then yeah i mean there's all kinds of crazy things you can find in the underdark so i mean i'm not saying this isn't far-fetched because everyone runs their game different so there's a local noble he's a mind flayer what would you say like a lord mayor or like does he call himself a prince or what do you think i would see it as maybe a little bit darker than darker than that oh okay what what are you thinking yeah like some sort of mastermind or or something along those lines. The last question here for this particular section, we need to figure out what kind of quest Israd is going to recruit or hire player characters to go and do. So this is going to be a D12 roll. I get a nine. <laughs> okay, number nine says perform in the town play. <laughs> Maybe there's a play that commemorates this particular mind flayer. Maybe the hired actors that came in weren't liked by the town so they became a meal and now they're like all right you have to perform in this play kind of like a propaganda piece of how great our leader is yeah yeah i can see it 
does that mean that Israd is the one that's like running the play? Like he's the one who's like put it together for the town? I kind of imagine that he has sort of been recruited into this begrudgingly. What's going to be the reward for the players if they go along with this, they act in the play and they do a good job? I think it's more their reward is that they don't get punished. Yeah, there's there's, there's not much of a reward. It's it's sort of a mandatory. Because certainly there is a consequence for refusing the call or failing to do well in the play. So I'm just wondering, maybe with that part in mind, is there a way that maybe perhaps we could broaden it a little bit? Maybe they can try to get out of it, you know, escape the Underdark, but they're going to be in trouble. If they refuse, they'll never be able to come back to this town again. But by performing in the play, it will allow them to ingratiate themselves with the community and everyone will become friendlier to them. They'll be able to use this community as a base of operations in the Underdark, it seems. I think that opens it up a little bit because it still gives your players a choice and then the town folk are going to react how they're going to react. So if they refuse and everyone becomes hostile and says leave because you've insulted us by not agreeing to be in this play, then they'll remember that. But if they do decide to participate in the play, Israd will be able to sell them stuff at anyone else in town and they'll be well liked in the community then, I suppose. Or at least they'll be a little more trusting, I suppose. Yeah, that's pretty good. Might like to see what happens next. Okay, let's go ahead and head into a random encounter. Okay. So then this is going to be the part of the show where we'll do a brief role play. So you will be taking on the part of Israd, and then I suppose I will be Duncan. Let's see what happens. We open up on the scene after coming off his last adventure, clearing out a temple for the Raven Queen for Corvus. Duncan just kind of finds himself wandering into the Underdark, and after a fair bit of journeying, he discovers a little town. Making his way into town and sees that there's a shop with a mining symbol on the front, and so he decides to cha-ching-ka-ching, open the door. Oh, man, that's been a lot of walking. Oh, my. Uh, oh, this is an interesting store. Lots of ore and minerals and mining equipment. And I guess he turns to see that there's this gigantic hunched over Quagoth. And he'll just kind of startle aback and be like, oh, I, 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 excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. Is this your store, sir? Oh, so what do I do? Do I just... You're Israd. Jump right in. Okay. Yes, this is the mining store for our area. Oh, that's a very lovely little store. My goodness, is there... I have been walking for quite some time, just kind of wending my way down here through the Underdark. Perchance, is there anywhere that I could lay my head to rest? It seems like you've got something set up here in the middle of your town. I'm not quite sure what that is, but is there anywhere that I can have some lodgings, perhaps? Uh, Not for outsiders. Not for outsiders? Not even if I pay you in coin? The only payment would be if you help us with the play. The play? Do tell. What is this play? Well, we we uh, put on the play every year to remember the greatness of our lord and leader. Okay, your lord and leader. Who is the... What, perchance, what is their name? Morrow the Great. Morrow the Great. Hmm, interesting. So you put on this play every year to honor Morrow the Great for founding this community and sustaining all of us so if i agree to perform in your play then you will let me have lodgings here uh sure fair enough you've got a deal i can do this duncan will extend his hand forward in a handshake motion does he get left hanging yeah i don't think i don't think quigots shake hands 
Duncan will kind of pull his hand back and be like, all right, I suppose do you have a trailer for me to rehearse some lines in? Uh, you can sleep in the mines. Oh, I can sleep in the mines and practice my lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, I suppose if you'll help show me to the mines and uh, script or something, then I'll get to work on this play. <laughs> Let's go. And scene. <laughs> All right. What did you think of this exercise in... Um, making up a character. It's interesting. I think the character part is fun. I think it was interesting that from a single character, we were kind of able to build out this little community. So I'm kind of interested to actually maybe try and implement this in my game and kind of come up with this whole community of misfits that are all pledging their lives and loyalty and service to Morrow the Great <laughs> and, uh, interesting. and see how that all works out in a game and how people would react to that. Do you think this is something more that you would want to pursue since it's basically storytelling with dice? Is it something that would interest you? Maybe you share it with the kids one day if their imaginations are just as kooky and crazy as mine. Yeah, I could see some of my kids really get into this someday. It might be fun. Awesome. We're always very pro everyone being able to play D&D on this show. So certainly if you ever need help or pointers, I'm glad to make the trip down to help out if need be. Cool. Is there anything that you would like to plug or promote here for the benefit of all here on the internet of like, where can they find you? Are there any projects or things you're working on? What you got to plug? I'm not plugging anything these days. I mean, they, they can drink Balcones whiskey if they want to. And I think it's a good idea, but uh, you know, <laughs> not, not chilling too much these days. Okay. So you just want everyone to go drink Balcones whiskey and not worrying about finding you on the internet or anything like that. They don't need to find me. Fair enough. I thank you again for being a guest on my show and looking forward to catching up with you in the future. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and SideQuests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four!